The Cumbria Innovations Platform, or CUSP, is an ERDF-funded project at Lancaster University and the University of Cumbria, aiming to help Cumbrian SMEs innovate with our skills and expertise. Welcome to the CUSP podcast. We hope you are enjoying the CUSP podcast and welcome to our latest edition. This week is International Women's Day, so this podcast is on the topic of women in business. Our guest today is Sarah Allison, Project Director at the University of Cumbria for CUSP. She is in charge of delivering the UFC's side of the project. Welcome, Sarah. To start, please could you tell us a little about yourself and your role? Hi, Thomas, and thanks for the invitation to come and talk to you today. I am a project manager at the University of Cumbria, and I have been involved in Cumbria Innovations Platform now for nearly six years. It will be six years in July. And during that time, I have been involved in providing support for the many, many small businesses across Cumbria who needed a helping hand with innovation, and that could be new product development or new service development. So, a very long history of helping out Cumbrian businesses. To move on to our first question today, in terms of helping women in business, what do you find that are common roadblocks women face, and are there any simple tips you could give to help tackle these? It's an interesting question. I think these days, I'm not sure if there are any challenges or roadblocks that apply purely to women in business. I think very similar challenges face anyone setting up a business in today's economic climate. If we think about women in particular, there's always been a perception that women find it more difficult to break through their perceived glass ceilings within probably larger employers for that matter. Is that still the case? It might be to a lesser extent, but I think women are most certainly making their mark across all industries now. They are feeling more empowered to start up their own businesses. And for various reasons, it fits around their lifestyle, for mothers in particular, or those with caring responsibilities. Creating your own business opportunities can be a better option than full-time employment, for example. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure that I would single out women in particular as having particular roadblocks. I think it's something that affects all people in business. A very positive note with your answer. Do you think that there is an element of imposter syndrome with regards to women and other groups in business? Does any of your work look at dealing with this issue as a barrier to women's success? Another good question. And it's an interesting one as well, because in my experience, both with managing Cumbria Innovations Platform and also with being involved in coaching and mentoring over the last few years, that fear of failure, feeling like an imposter, having limited self-beliefs is a real challenge for women and for men, for that matter. This isn't something that's unique to women in particular, as I said earlier. And we do see it a lot. Those kind of beliefs often need to be unraveled 
for the individual to fully understand what those blocks might be. And that takes time sometimes to really dig deep and to try and understand exactly what is holding someone back from taking the next step into business or in pursuing their next career move or whatever it might be. Those are very real beliefs. So we've got to unpick those beliefs and try to understand where they've come from and apply new mindsets, different ways of thinking, doing whatever we can to increase our confidence, increase our awareness of self. And one of the things that kind of always stuck with me in the early days of CUSP actually was the rates of failure among business startups and particularly around the rates of failure of innovation. Quite often we think of innovation as that light bulb moment where something happens and you have a, an incredible idea and the next stage is that we invent something wonderful and it goes to market and we make lots of money from it. And of course, innovation isn't like that in reality. It's very different. And failure is part of the innovation process. It just is. And that's okay. And that's absolutely fine because we don't get things right every time and we don't get things right first time. Very, very rarely does that happen. So what I'd like to do is to try and encourage people to embrace failure. And that doesn't mean that you set out with the intention of failing. It's with the acceptance that there will be from time to time things that we don't get right. And when we don't get things right, let's accept that. Let's explore that. Let's take from that experience the learning that we can then apply to do something different, something better next time round. It's the same to an extent with imposter syndrome, with having low self-beliefs or whatever it might be. It's okay to have hiccups in life and to have failure in life as long as we pick ourselves up and we learn from the experience and we apply that learning next time round. So it's a continuum, I think, of of growth, of personal growth. And if you apply that thought to the business, in a business sense rather, it's part of business growth. It just is. Definitely. I think progress isn't necessarily a straight line. And there is a lot of trial and error along the way. You mentioned beliefs that hold people back. What are common examples of these beliefs that hold people back and need to be unravelled? There are lots of them. I think the most common ones that I come across are things like, I'm not good enough. I'll never be able to do what she does, what he does. I will fail. Sometimes people reflect back to school years or childhood stories, narratives that they have running where they were maybe told that they weren't particularly good at something. And that's a belief that they've held on to into adult life. And I think what's interesting as well in this era that we live in, where there is so much posted on social media about people doing wonderful things, new business startups and everything's marvellous and it's whiz bang and it's I've got thousands of clients and I'm doing really well. That's wonderful. And for many people, they will compare themselves. There's that continual comparison of self to others in that social media arena. And it can be really, really damaging. It really can be. And 
my, I suppose, tip to anyone that's listening this is if you feel you're in that situation where you're making comparisons to something, someone else, and you don't feel as though you're good enough and you become envious of that other person because they look as though they've got it all nailed down and they're doing wonderful things and successful things and everything's going really well for them. When you're in that moment, try and change your mindset. And if you're looking at someone that you see is really highly successful and you're doubting your own abilities, just for a moment, just recognize that that's happening and say to yourself, okay, there's a person there that's doing incredible things. They look super successful. What is it about that person that I could emulate? How could I model myself on that super successful person? What do they do that looks really excellent, that looks really great, that I could also do as well? And model someone, model your hero, model your heroine, step into their shoes for a moment and feel what it's like for them. Because if you can spot that excellence in someone else, then it's highly likely that you've got that excellence within you and you are capable of doing exactly what they do. It's not rocket science. It can be challenging, but it, it can reap rewards as well. I think fantastic point there. Yeah, you need to take a step back and realise that others have these self-doubts as well. And that model yourself on a successful person and that rubs off on you. That's definitely a very good point. And with that as well, you know, we can all write wherever we want to write on social media. It doesn't mean to say we're having the best day ever or that business is booming for us. We just need to be mindful of that and be kinder to ourselves. And if we're feeling uncertain about something, be that starting a business, be that performing in our roles, whatever it might be, it's absolutely natural as long as we recognise it for what it is, call out those negative feelings. They're not real. They're not real. We can do incredible things. We are the people that hold ourselves back. I agree. What do you see as the benefits of businesses led by and empowering women? Can you think of any real life examples of this? Through this phase of Cumbria Innovations platform, CUSP2, we've actually worked with, I think, I'm pretty sure we've worked with more female business owners than male business owners this time. And I think one of the things that I find inspiring about the women business leaders that we have supported is their absolute drive and determination and that can-do attitude. The same can apply to men. It absolutely can. I think we have to look at each individual to recognise their skills and, and whatever they bring to the role that they fulfil. Everyone is very different. Everyone is unique. Yeah, it is important to appreciate everyone on an individual level. Yeah, and it depends on the sectors that you work in with it as well. We still have some fairly male-dominated sectors and to make your mark as a woman in some of those sectors presents its own challenges. We are supporting an organisation at the moment, a female-led organisation, who is working in male-dominated sectors as an advisor in, in an advisory capacity. And she can enter into meetings and actually takes a male colleague with her. And she's explained that on some occasions, whoever she is meeting with, if that's a male they will talk to the male rather than talk to the female, talk to her. And it does little nuances that can be frustrating for female business leaders. 
or for women who are working in a male-dominated environment. And it's great to see that things are starting to shift now. We're seeing more younger women, particularly moving into technical disciplines, engineering disciplines, a a lot through the apprenticeship programmes, which is brilliant to see. It really is. And I think it's a slow and steady shift where we see more and more women entering into what would have once been a male-dominated environment. They were getting there slowly but surely, I think. Yes, absolutely. That brings me neatly on to our next question. In your time working with businesses, what progress have you seen for women? What areas have seen the best progress? And in what areas would you like to see more progress? Obviously, this is quite a broad question, but what areas are doing well? And what areas do you think could be doing better? The female business leaders that we have supported through CUSP2 have tended to be providing some kind of service in the main. And if they have been involved in developing new products, those have tended to be digital rather than as a result of a a manufacturing process or something of that nature. Probably more digital, digital outputs, service outputs, learning platforms. Again, that's digital. It would be really great if we saw more women coming through the project who were looking to create new products, something real and tangible, perhaps within engineering disciplines, for example. And we haven't had so many projects of that nature from women business leaders. There might have been some through our lead partner, Lancaster University, obviously, because Lancaster tend to deal more with product development through their physical sciences provision. But I tend to think that particularly over CUSP 2, we have supported more women with service innovation and digital projects more so than anything else. So I think there's an opening there to encourage more women into more engineering type disciplines, manufacturing perhaps. But again, it depends on where the need is, where is the innovation, where's the idea that requires that type of support and the support that we would provide through the project. It's good to see more women getting involved in the digital and technology side of things. I've also heard that statistically women produce better code than the men. So that's definitely a positive. As you were mentioning the CUSP project, what could your work on CUSP provide for women in business and more broadly to fostering a more inclusive environment for all? Again, it's the same regardless of whether you're male or female. The support that we provide through the project is there for any small business owner in Cumbria. We will listen to your ideas. We will work with you to explore what the challenges are for you and look at ways that help you overcome those challenges. Now, be that through increasing research capacity and capability or whether that's through knowledge exchange, through events, masterclasses, innovation appraisals, longer term research opportunities, or whether that's something that's more practical that our teams can be involved in in terms of new product development. The support is there regardless of whether you're male, female, or however you'd like to identify. We are open to support all businesses, all small businesses in Cumbria with their idea development. That was the whole purpose, of course, was to try and offer more support for those smaller organisations 
that found it really, really challenging to get those ideas off the ground. We've been super successful in providing that kind of support over the last six years. And in these last few months of the project, we still have a little bit of capacity left to support a few more, not too many more, but a few more organisations just to kind of push forward on that innovation journey. But yeah, same offer for everyone. Are there any specific events that have stood out for you? So in March 22, we attended the Chamber of Commerce International Women's Day celebration at the North Lakes Hotel and Spa in Penrith. And we delivered four short innovation workshops celebrating women in innovation. And I'm delighted that we've been invited again to this year's Chamber of Commerce International Women's Day celebration on the 8th of March at the North Lakes Hotel again. And this time we're going to do something slightly different. We will be getting a little bit creative with our delegates this time and we will be looking at how we can apply design thinking theory and frameworks to everyday problem solving and obviously to innovation. So we're really excited about that and we're looking forward to seeing even more women in business at that event. And we will be continuing to host the Pink Link Network events at our Fuse Hill Street campus up until June. And that's a great network of female business leaders who are there to support each other and drive forward business growth and innovation in the county. So yeah, we're really proud to be involved in those two networks and events this year. Fantastic events there. This shows the good work done on the CUSP project. We offer so many advantages to SMEs in Cumbria. If working with Sarah and her team interests you and your business, please get in touch with us. Our email address is cuspinquiries at cumbria.ac.uk for Sarah's team at the University of Cumbria and then it's cuspinquiries at lancaster.ac.uk for the team at Lancaster University. Please also check us out on social media. We are at Cumbria Platform on Twitter. Don't forget our LinkedIn and Facebook pages too, so we'd love it if you could give us a like and a follow on those platforms. That brings us to the end of today's podcast. Sarah, thank you for being our guest today with some interesting insights that hopefully will inspire some SMEs in Cumbria. Finally, we hope you've enjoyed our podcast today. Please like and subscribe and we'll see you next time.